0: Welcome to Kiss and Tel Aviv, where we put the love in Tel Aviv. I'm your host, Margo, and this is Tel Aviv's first and only dating, sex, and relationships podcast. And today is a very special, monumentous momentous, whatever the word is, occasion, ladies and gentlemen, because we have here our very first male guest on the podcast. He is. The very first. You are making history today, my dude. He is the Associate Director of Global Student Leadership at Hillel International, although he might not want that mentioned on this podcast. If so, I will edit it out. (laughs) He's a fellow Jew on TikTok who loves to disseminate anti-Semitic trolls, and he is making history today as the first guy we've ever had on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Kiss in Tel Aviv, please welcome... Michael Kagan, aka Kagan's Cravings. What is up?
1: Wow. I did not realize we were making history here. This is incredible. Wow. Hey. I the, the pedestal is way too high. Okay. This is, this is a lot.
0: Well, Jews control the media. So, you know, we finally had to collaborate and tag team and get on the mic together. Um, we connected through Instagram, through TikTok, I think actually originally. Um, and I'm just really excited to have you on the show. And I'm super happy that This opportunity came to us today, so please tell us, who is the man behind Kagan's Cravings?
1: All right. What's good, everybody? How y'all doing? Whether you're tuning in from Israel or America, uh, I'm assuming mostly Israelis. Uh, So I am Michael Kagan. I go by Kagan... uh Uh, For anyone who isn't contractually employed to work with me between nine to five. Uh, And then everyone else calls me Michael. And it's pretty much been that way my entire life. Everyone just calls me Kagan. Um, I work for Hillel. As you mentioned, we can totally keep that in the pod. I think it's fine. Um, My views do not reflect the organization in any way. So (laughs) probably if someone heard that, let's just let them know that. Um, And uh, what else can I say? Let's see. I've worked at Hillel as head of global student leadership for the last four or five years now. Uh, And I started actually just getting into content creation during the start of this pandemic. So a lot of people don't know the name Kagan's Cravings comes from this idea that like, I just go full speed ahead into everything I do. Like I just crave things. There's no moderate, there's no mild mannered. Um, So whether that's like, you know, religion, whether that's politics, whether that's food, whether that's fitness, um, I kind of balanced just all of that in an insane way. And my friends know that as well. So that's how the page got started. Oh. Um, started originally with Instagram and then TikTok. So, um, Margo actually doesn't know this. My first video that ever went viral was removed for oh. hate speech, oh. but here's the key. Are you ready for this? Yeah. The video was the intro goes, ladies, here's why you're single. So it, it builds you in and every girl like raises their eyebrow. Oh God, what's this guy going to tell us? And I present this fake study conducted conducted by UCLA okay. and the tagline at the end just goes, men are trash.
0: Oh my gosh, I love it. okay And that wow that got you wow wow it got
1: 500,000 views within 24 hours. by the oh. time I woke up in the morning it got it said, literally said your video has been removed for violating community guidelines And I was like, what was the community guideline and TikTok told me men are trash is hate speech.
0: Oh, my goodness. If Jews actually controlled the media, like everybody thinks we did, our TikToks would not continuously get banned for nonsense. That is the most truthful statement that anyone's probably ever said on TikTok. Okay. So wait, I have a question for you. You mentioned that you go dive head first, like full speed ahead on your cravings. Now- I don't know if you know this about me, but I am obsessed with astrology.
1: I'm one Capricorn. I am so Capricorn, January 15th, 1994. So if you're into astrology, my mom is a hypnotherapist and a numerologist. So all I do is hear about the stars and the signs and where That's my amazing. life path is. So we are like, like you can't go a Shabbat dinner in my house without talking about something that relates to your destiny.
0: Literally same. There is not a single Shabbat that happens without mention of... The, the stars. Okay. So I have some more questions. If you want to tell us, because this is Tel Aviv's first and only dating sex and relationships podcast, I'd love to know a little bit more about your current relationship status. Wow.
1: Let's just, let's just open up the book and tell the tale. Let's do this. All right. So current status, right? Single and ready to mingle. have been for a while now. I tried dating a few people at the start of the pandemic. Didn't work out for various reasons, but I will say that I treat my dating life as a joke, because that's how much like, you know, things are just non-existent at this point. So right, being right. in California, people are like, Oh my God, like there's so many Jews there. Like, how could it be a struggle? Right. And I'm like, friends, I'm in San Diego, not LA, not oh, San Francisco. Different,
0: different." I want you
1: to understand that my morning ritual is opening up hinge swiping right three times. Then they go, sorry, we've run out of searches in your area. And I'm like, how, how, who is punishing me? Like, it's it, it's the apps themselves that are just like, wow. Yeah. And then beyond that, it's like, you know, you go out to anywhere here at the bars and like, there's such a low chance that I'll meet someone Jewish. Like, I've heard the population is pretty big here, but unless like my, I don't know, people be able to see it. Like, I got this from again, David. Fuck unless yeah. it's out and, you know, some drunk girls just like,
0: oh my God, like, that you're Jewish.
1: Like that, that's how, that's how I start talking basically. But otherwise, um, yeah, I have also, and we can unpack this if you want. I, I am a firm believer that I suffer from second date syndrome. It is a core belief that by the second date, the girl will find a reason why uh, we no longer are compatible. Um, wow. And it's like, and I don't know what it is about the second date, but either I'm not doing a good job or really like we're just not sinking but second date syndrome that's my life.
0: Wow. Okay, cuz I kind of have the same thing and I'm I'm curious what what it could be. Okay, it's it's genuinely refreshing to hear that it's not just something that ex- that I experience in a bubble and that it's not just something that happens to us women because I know that like a lot of me my like my girlfriends and I have this very similar sort of thing happening to us. All right. So what do girls usually tell you when after the second date, do you get ghosted? Do they send you the anti-ghosting text? Like what's been a few remarkable instances of that?
1: I feel like, wow. I feel like I'm like so prepared for this podcast and that I didn't prepare anything, but I know exactly what I want to say.
0: Okay, good. That's that capital. Bring it.
1: (laughs) So one of two things happened. The first one is the ghost for sure. Uh, And I have heard from friends of mine who are girls that are very close that like that shows more about like their insecurity or unwilling to just be like, I'm not like I don't think this is going to work, but I don't want to text you back. That yeah. happens part one. The second one I have gotten this line from I can't even count how many girls, but I figure it's the ultimate get out of jail card Ooh, If you want like, I wonder no. if
0: I've ever used it. let's go.
1: I'm not in the right headspace
0: okay, 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 interesting, interesting, very interesting. I think what's interesting about that one is that it puts sort of this like time frame on it where it's like, maybe I will be at some point, but I'm just not right now. I would say not in the right headspace means, yeah, I'm not in the right headspace because I'm not over the, my fuck boy X and I'm still thinking about him all the time. And there's like actually maybe a nice person in front of me that could be really cool and genuine and like worth it. And uh, I don't know what that experience is like because I don't, you know. All I know is fuck boys. Wow. Not in the right head space. Do you ever get the, um, I'm not like, do they ever put a time thing at the end? Like at this time, I'm not in the right head space or anything like that?
1: Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, that's why the card is so deadly. It's like, yeah. it could be that you're struggling emotionally or mentally. It could be that like, and you know, maybe they're studying for the bar exam that I've been told. That's my other fear. Whenever I go on a date with someone and they're like, I'm applying to grad school or bar well. I basically just want to stand up from the table and walk away. I'm like, I get it. Your life is going to be hard. Why are we here? Why are we trying this? I already know it's going to be like, Listen, I just have to focus on myself right now. Work is being really hard. I don't think I can commit to you. I'm not in the right headspace to be right. doing. Like, girl, you won. You did it. Like I Like I, I'm done. I can't say anything. I'm gonna right. support you because nice guy. But that's it.
0: Do you ever? Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, anyone who's using this line, I'm not in the right headspace or at this time, stop putting qualifiers on it because a lot of times, and I'm not saying you're doing this necessarily, but It leads people to think that maybe at the, in the future time, when your headspace is a little bit better, if it ever gets there, that there might be a chance stop using the at this time, don't put a comma where God meant to put a period. That's all I'm saying. I just think that a lot of people use that because they're too afraid of actually telling the truth and they're afraid of what people's reactions are going to be. And they they're probably not as bad as we think they're going to be. Like, maybe you're not as into that girl as she thinks she is. She just thinks that, like, you know, you're super, super into her. And so she needs to put this big statement out there. Like, I'm not in the right headspace to make it sound better. I don't know.
1: Oh, my God. Y'all, if you're listening, like, Margot just went inside my soul and understood my inner feelings. And in that one moment, like, I don't know if you have a background and, like you know, love therapy or something, but that was incredibly impressive for whoever's Thank listening.
0: Thank you. Well, I, I did, uh, you know, I am still paying off my psychology degree that I got 10 years ago that I, <laughs> I work in tech now, so at least it's good for something.
1: <laughs> I think I
0: learned more from university outside the classroom in the frat houses than I did in any, um, you know, lecture hall, but that's, you know, whatever. So you mentioned hinge before, and I'd love to know how that situation is going for you. Are you like me and your audited dating apps for, like you said, pure entertainment, or in my case, content purposes, or do you go on the apps with the intention to date?
1: Um, I would say go on the apps with the intention to date, mostly because my life is very, very busy. Um, You know, I I think as even you notice, this pod's being recorded very early. I'm up at like 5 a.m. Starting my day. My day ends by like 7, 8 p.m. Ish, depending when I'm done with work. So apps are something I I try to rely on in terms of meeting new people, unless like I'm having a very social weekend and I'm out at the bars here, Um, like a Friday through Sunday kind of situation. Friday?
0: maybe that's your problem young man it's because you're out at the bars on shabbos you're never gonna find an Eshid chayel if you're out at the bars when you should be at home saying Kiddush.
1: <laughs> friends for everyone who's listening although i'm a very proud jew i am terrible with shabbat like i'm actually the worst i found like all my jewish friends in san diego none of them keep shabbat it's like yeah. let's just go out to the bars and that's our shabbat yeah. and my mom knows this she lives in la which. Um, if you don't understand how the 405 five works should be two hours, but like with yeah. traffic, it can be five. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, you see, this is the problem. It's like, you have to come home. Like, you know, I'm going to make you a meal. You actually find a girl here. And I'm like, mom, mom I, I know what I'm doing. is wrong. And the problem is I don't want to fix it. That's, oh, that's we
0: have weird. cognitive dissonance. Our dear friend. Wait, is your, are your parents Israeli?
1: Both my parents are Israeli from awesome. Jerusalem.
0: Uh me wow our favorite kind okay
1: so you know sometimes when like the moment is right Mm -hmm. but for the most part like i play off the americans so well
0: you got to you got to i love that i love that in my early dating career i remember this one time i was out with this guy and i wow he was such a fuck boy but he and his sister were having this conversation and i couldn't understand a word and now i just put my like future Margo in that position. I'm like, man, they were probably talking shit. Maybe they weren't. I don't know if anybody's that obsessed with me, but now I love when they think that I don't speak Hebrew and then I'm just some dumb American whore. And I'm like, yeah,
1: <laughs> To every guy in Israel, do you understand that Margo now has a platform? If you even try to talk shit on her, like this, what we're doing right now, this is what would happen to you. You are going to be put on blast. You're going to be done. Oh. Every, every girl walking around Rothschilds is just going to be like, oh, I heard about you on Kiss in Tel Aviv. Sorry. Exactly. That's
0: why my Tinder bio says I will talk about you on my podcast, so behave yourself. <laughs> like the decision is yours, men of Tel Aviv, okay? I am a fuckboy slayer and you are not going to get away with shit. And I, that's why my my Instagram bio says your Tinder date watches my TikToks, so be careful. Because we're not letting them get away with it. We're just not. We're just not. Okay, I have to ask you about dating apps. Now, are you using more than one? You mentioned Hinge. Is that the only one you're currently using?
1: Uh, I would say Hinge and Bumble. Uh, (laughs) I think, you know, Tinder in the U S is very different from Tinder in Israel. Uh, So I just don't even bother with that because I'm looking for something serious always. I really want to preface to your audience. I am a nice guy. I might give off F-boy vibes, but- I oh uh
0: uh-oh, ladies, ladies.
1: No, see, I'm like, I'm doing this. This is important context. I have never been referred to as an F-boy by anyone I've ever dated. Um, It's just the people I work (laughs) with, which is the worst. (laughs) But yeah, Bumble and Hinge.
0: I've always said that if you have to say that you're a nice guy, I don't know. I don't know. Just saying. No, I, 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 I I think we'll let you pass on, on saying you're a nice guy and actually being one, but the conversation's not over. We're still, you know, the nine is young. Okay. So if you had to say like your biggest tips for making your profile stand out, like what, is there a specific thing you have in there that girls respond to as a, as a dude, like what's your profile strategy?
1: Oh, great question. Okay. So I I focus on two things. I look at the questions and I I first pick a memory that I think is really, really funny that I know people would respond to. And the second one is I try to go for more of the adorable vibes to kind of prove that like, I'm really not here to like, you know, mess with you, joke with you, do anything. So the two questions actually on my profile that get the most responses are number one, what is the song uh, you most listen to in your Spotify playlist? And I think my response is like, how far I'll go from the movie Moana that shit slaps. Don't talk back to me. And I get a ton of responses on that. Okay. And then the second one. And and again, if you're from Israel, I'll I'll give the context here, but basically there's a quarterback who plays for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, It's an American football team. And his name is Jimmy Garoppolo. And he's like the most handsome man in the national football league right now. I was in Vegas uh, the same time he was at the exact same club and when and I was says, talking, and he him,
0: says he's not a fuck boy. Okay, continue. <laughs> um,
1: I'm containing myself right there. Uh, so we were at the club talking to some girls. We turn around from one second, and then they're with NFL quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. So the question is, don't ask me about how did Jimmy Garoppolo steal my girl in a Vegas nightclub? And that one gets a lot of like, wait, I need to know more.
0: Wait, he stole your girl.
1: I mean, right? Like, that's the thing. It's, it's not like my girl. Like, we weren't like boyfriend or girlfriend, but it was more just like the joke of I was talking to someone, oh thought it God. was like moving ahead, turn around, come back. Jimmy Garoppolo uh, is now talking to these girls. And we're like, you're an NFL superstar and the most handsome man.
0: Uh, okay. Arguing. All right. All right. Also, I want to give um, toxic masculinity points in a good way to you for admitting that another man is handsome, because I don't know if you listened to the last episode. I did a couple episodes back about straight guys not being straight. And the number one giveaway is like, if a guy is too insecure in his sexuality to say that another man is handsome, that's a major red flag. So props to you
1: oh guys own it. Be okay. comfortable with who you are. Go to another guy. And be like, dude, you're looking fire. You're looking bomb. Dude, oh, you dude. Look so cool.
0: <laughs> okay. All right, cool. So ask me about the time I was about to say Janine Garofalo. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, what's his name? Garofalo.
1: Jimmy Garoppolo
0: little, still your girl. Okay. Now, speaking of what is, what is the most annoying thing that women do on apps, in your opinion, from a guy? Let's hear it.
1: Um, it has to be just the ghosting. It's like the lack of like consistency when it comes to communication. And I totally understand, by the way, from their perspective, it's like, it's a random person. So why do you feel like you need to commit in terms of like, uh, like, I'm going to respond in a timely manner. But I just find it's like the conversations, unless I move it super quickly, like sometimes it's just like four lines. And then hey, are you free this Thursday? Like, let's go grab drinks or something. If I don't do that, typically, the conversation dies within the first like five minutes of us talking. And you never want to be the person that messages multiple times. You just got to kind of realize like, look, this is This is the livelihood of of this match. Just put like a tombstone around it and say, RIP Claire from Pacific beach. She she (laughs) doesn't sound um, very
0: Jewish anyways. So I don't know if you even want to say to her now, my next question is aside from the ghosting, what's the most like cringy profile thing that you see women putting up all the time in their profiles that you're just like, Oh, not again. What's the, what's the female version of the good vibes only in your, in your mind?
1: I think it's the, uh, oh, wow. I guess it's a few things. One, um, I can tell from your photos, if you like work out or fit, whatever, if you feel like you need to add additional comments to emphasize like how passionate you are about fitness, um, I'm a little worried. It's not going to work out. Like I, I, I myself am fit, but if this is like your life, I'm very scared. Like it's going to be like all we ever talk about
0: is fitness. The second one yeah yes okay it's like
1: and and that happened because of san diego there's a huge it's actually very similar to tel aviv like there's this thing like people feel like they need to look good eat good like walk around shirtless um i enjoyed that when i visited in june i was like wow this just feels like san diego it's literally hot
0: everywhere it's yeah
1: i i'm a part of that crew um again trying to sell myself as a nice guy here but
0: hot body crew (laughs) (laughs)
1: um but it, it worries me. It's like, you don't want to sit across the table and only talk to someone about fitness the entire time. Like that's not fun. The second one is if you put a stereotypical show as like the thing you can't stop talking about. So like The Office. Okay, great, awesome. Um, everyone is a Harry Potter nerd. Every, did you, do you realize this? Everyone on the planet that's trying to date someone is suddenly a Harry Potter nerd. Um, so those are, those are me too.
0: I think for Israeli guys, it's Rick and Morty <laughs> or like Game of Thrones, winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> ah, oh my gosh, I can't. And I'm like so not into that stuff. I'm sorry, but like I just can't. And it, woof. The guy mentions Rick and Morty like more than a few times in in one hour. Then I know it's just like never gonna work because no, I can't. I just can't. I just can't. Okay, cool. So the overly indulge, like the overemphasizing of the fitness. Um, interesting that you said. Okay, so speaking of that, um, and you know, just physical types and stuff. What is your physical type?
1: I feel like I'm on a dating show in a great way, though. I feel like this is my too hot to handle moment, and I'm just living for this right now. Um. My type. Uh, like I said, I, I do fitness as well. Like, even uh, when I'm not at Hillel, I work at a gym here in San Diego called Fit Athletics. So, like it is a part of my life. If you're someone that enjoys working out, that's great. That's something that we can definitely do together. Um, but for me, I want them to be Jewish. Um, Israeli is like extra bonus points. My mom will like fall head over heels over you and be like, I did it right. My son succeeded in America. Oh my God. Um, what else? If there's someone that is a foodie, Um, and I mean like legitimately, like someone is just like, you know, I want to go out to great restaurants and enjoy great food and have a good time. Someone bubbly. Um, my track record has been not nice girls. Uh, and I think I need to switch that out. So if you are someone who's warm and fun and friendly, definitely my type. Um, and someone who's outgoing. Mm -hmm. Like I, I feel like even for me, I consider myself a social introvert. If I have a partner that really pushes me to like want to go out, want to see people, that to me would be so amazing.
0: Okay, cool. And what is your ideal day? Like, let's say you have a perfect day with your partner, no work, no Hillel activities, nothing from start to finish. What's your day?
1: Oh, well, the perfect day is already no Hillel activities that, that right there. (laughs) day. Um, no, for me, it would have to include uh, some kind of fun on the beach. Uh, I always, like, we have the most gorgeous sunsets here. So typically, if, if I do a first date, I try to, like, make a picnic or something on the beach. Mm-hmm. I consider myself a decent chef, so I'll make, like, some food and we'll chill out. Um, I won't do the Israeli, really, you know, wine bottle and just oh sit randomly God. on the street somewhere. Hey, I Dan Julio
0: not...
1: on Freshman Beach. <laughs> exactly. Never going to be me, but it would include the beach. Um, it would include like a really nice restaurant where I would know exactly like what food she should order. So I feel like she can place her trust in me and that I know like these are gonna be a bomb uh menu. And also I'd want it to have like an ambiance that's very social. Um that to me is like when I when I feel like I've been on great dates, is like where you don't feel like you're
0: quiet like this in the room. Yeah because everything else is so lit.
1: It's like that that component of beach, nice dinner. Elegant, fun, outgoing, good vibes, good vibes. Good vibes. Um,
0: ah, you heard it first. Again, he says he's not a douchebag, but he's just threw out good vibes. Guys, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think that's what's really cool about going on dates in Tel Aviv is that there are so many fun bars you can go to where You know, there are, even if you're really super compatible with the person, there are going to be a few lulls. And I feel like the energy of the fun bar around you can really make that super fun. I also am like excited for the day when I do have my partner and we do like date nights and it's just me and him at the bar, getting drunk, talking to the bartender, maybe flirting with the bartender, you know, just like all the fun, sexy shit that comes with like being at a really fun Tel Aviv bar. Like that sounds legit sounds legit. Sounds legit as fuck. Now the question is, okay. You mentioned the beach. There is the perfect time when, when the world just stops, you go to the beach with your partner, you come home, you take a shower. Tell me that that is not after post shower beach, post beach, post shower sex best time to get laid. In my opinion, there is no better time. The sun has, is like beginning to set you've cooled off. You got little sun-kissed glow going, you're clean. You've washed off all the sand, boom. And then you take that little nap, you wake up, you go out to dinner. Life is good. I'm just saying.
1: I can't disagree with any of this. <laughs> um, Margo, you're the voice of a generation here. Uh, I really do think you speak for the masses regardless of race, gender, sexual orientation. Uh, you're just like, you're crushing it. At this point, everything you've said, I have resonated with on such a strong emotional level.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. um, Now, now, speaking of sex shit, I need to know from a dude's perspective, biggest turn-ons and biggest turn-offs. Sexual, in any regard, let's hear it. What what really, really, what's Kagan's craving? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. What's he really craving, guys?
1: Okay, are we are we bringing up hygiene, or are we just talking about in general, like sexual? I
0: want to fucking hear it. I want to hear it. Like, boom, let's go. But like, just go. Tell me whatever's on your mind.
1: All right. Well, the first one's obvious, and it goes both ways, right? Um, not shaving both sides, huge turnoff. Um, something that definitely is is a problem. I'm, I'm okay. Gonna, okay.
0: Just- I have some questions. I have some okay. questions. Go for it. Are we talking like? not shaving or not like upkeeping like what
1: upkeep okay sure. okay
0: cuz i'm like if you were one of those fucking douchebags like she's got to have a bald pussy dude otherwise like fuck that shit please tell me that's not what we're working with here cuz i might have to
1: can I, can I do my own advertisement constantly on this podcast? Can I just be like, Michael Kagan is a nice guy who uh, enjoys long walks on the beach and having a great time, despite what Margot may say where I give up. No, I'm work. not
0: trying to shoot you down, I swear to God. But when you said shaving, I was like, if this is a bald ass pussy having motherfucker only, I will.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I Like I said, equal playing field here. What they expect from me, I expect from them. We're, we're on the same level here. Okay, um,
0: so you're talking like just upkeep.
1: upkeep yeah, just here. upkeep. Yeah. Um, the there. second, again, I, I feel like nothing I'm going to say is original, but it's things that are, are pretty consistent, um, activity in the bed. If you go full starfish, um, that, that's not really going to do much for me. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm active. Don't get me wrong, but I'd like if both our Apple watches, like had an elevated calorie count, you know what I mean? Like we, we both left being like, did you just have a workout? And we could both say yes, yes. click end. That would be wonderful. The
0: day is done. Uh, if we happen to get even more in later, even better. Two a days.
1: Yeah, I think it's great. Um, And then let me see what, else. oh, um, and foreplay is a must. I mean, you gotta, you gotta talk dirty. You gotta be you okay. know, whispering in the ear. Kisses on the neck, always a great move. Um, If this is just like silence, I don't really know, you know, what we're both getting out of this other than just like the physical act, which sometimes might not even be enough.
0: It's true. Okay, now, speaking of dirty talk, I have to ask you, the word daddy, yes or no?
1: In what context?
0: A girl referring to you as daddy, yes or no?
1: Never never in actuality. Okay, yeah, great point. So I will never, ever, ever ask a girl to call me daddy. Now- when, if I mean, I just, like,
0: what if she's down now? Like, You're just like, who's your fucking I daddy?
1: I just can't do that. It's just- it feels a little much. What I will say is if we're just talking jokes, like I'm going out to a bar and I'm like hitting on a girl and I'm trying to give off the kind of vibes that would give a girl, you know, interest. I might play around and be like, yeah, you know, they call me daddy, but not like serious in bed, like with someone that I'm interested so in.
0: If a girl was like getting it and she was just like, Yes, daddy, or something like that. You would be like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Like, it just wouldn't work for you.
1: hundred percent. What, well, what does that say if she like wants to call me daddy? Like, I if think I it's actually- just
0: a good. I just like the word. I don't think that there's like. I personally, maybe this should be a new topic. Like, I just don't think that it has like, for me personally, father connotations. I just think it's a hot word.
1: Interesting. I've always assumed that it does. I always write like it's the classic stereotype of like that person must have daddy issues, so they just like start calling other people daddy.
0: It's true. But I also think that daddy issues reflect more on poor fathers and then they become like the woman's problem. I just like the fucking word and I don't have daddy issues. It's just a hot fucking word. And obviously you can't divorce the word daddy from the whole father conversation, but like, it's just a hot word. All right. All I know
1: because I was in the fraternity life a few years ago, I even lived in the house and did all of that. Um, I, if I should say the name on this podcast, I don't know, but it's a pretty obvious Jewish one. If you want to, if you want to hint at it, um,
0: Zeta beta I heard,
1: oh. no, no, not that one.
0: Okay. The other <laughs> uh, one,
1: you know, the other one, um, there were enough times where you heard a girl like yell at the top of her lungs. Like, God, like my daddy doesn't love me. And I don't like give a shit. Like what he thinks about me right now. And I'm like, that, that's the flashbacks that I'm getting the amount of times that would happen. Yeah.
0: Oh, I mean, I have spent some questionable fucking time in some frat basements and not even then did those words come out of my mouth. But I mean, I'm sorry that that happened and that they ruined that word for you because I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's time to reframe the word daddy and daddy issues in general, because I think like women end up taking all of the brunt of like shitty fathers and then men prey on them because they're like, well, that bitch has daddy issues. So she's an easy target. It's sad. You know, and there's no equivalent like men, men have daddy issues too, but like we never end up calling them out for it. They just become shitty dads or shitty partners. It what it's going
1: to take to please Margot the next time I'm in bed with someone, I'm going to say, what it takes now. to please
0: Margot is easy the for-
1: I, it's like, do you know what would make my day? Um, my friend Margot would just really appreciate if in this moment you called me daddy. Um, and if I could turn on the record button, it would, just, it would just make Margo's day right now.
0: I hope that at some point she's gonna be like, you were on Kiss in Tel Aviv? Fuck yeah. And then she'll start calling you daddy. Like, we love it. We love it. All right. So the word daddy. All right. I okay, guess so that makes you absolutely cringe. Fair enough. Since we're still on the topic of sex and and nastiness, do you mind sharing an embarrassing sex story with our listeners? Oh God.
1: Yeah. It's going to be shared with the internet. Let's do it. Um, let's see uh, again. I'm not going to use names here. I want to keep it as vague as possible. Uh, I was at a work related conference, uh, a few years ago and I ended up connecting, uh, with someone who worked for a different organization, let's say, um, and, and things got flirty, things were moving well that entire night. So I brought her back to my hotel room. Um, two specific things happened that night that just really stand out for me. One, I'm the classic case of whiskey dick that night. Nothing Aww. I could do was working. Um, she was really trying her best. And, and the worst part was she was getting offended. She's like, am I not turning you on? Like, I, I guess I'm just like not enough for you. I'm like, this is really out of my yeah. control. I'm uh-huh. so sorry. Uh The second was waking up uh, the next morning and just like a very, very bad smell. Like like the kind where, again, I'm not using names. I'm not using any reference to anyone, but just the kind of smell where you pop out of bed first thing in the morning and you're like, you know, actually, I think my team wants to like circle.
0: Like uh, a shit smell?
1: Either shit or maybe it was just like, just like a very putrid odor. And he was the kind that like just
0: what from her genitals.
1: Again, if if I have to be specific, sure, but um, I'm trying, you know, for for the safety and everyone's privacy and uh, and sensitivity to just be like, yeah, I think it was that. Um, And it's just the kind of thing where made me want to get out of there. Now, to her credit, you know, she was the one that joked with me, and she's like, you know, like I'm gonna tell your friends or not your friends, I'm gonna tell my coworkers, which fell odd. That like. You couldn't get it up, and I was like, um, "If you have to, I guess so." <laughs> like, well,
0: and now he just told everyone on Kiss and Tel Aviv, so you can't hold him against him, girl. If you're listening to this,
1: exactly. So, what wow. can you do at the end of the day? Um, it happens, but I guess it was a win-win. She got her story; I have mine.
0: Her, you know, yours is um, way, like exactly. Less. Do you have a go-to hookup playlist/slash song? that like that shit's going on and like, you know, it's time.
1: Ooh, um, do I have a specific playlist? No, um, when I put anything on, again, this might be PTSD to my frat days, but like uh, always something by Drake. Drake is the classic album anytime uh, that I have had sex. Um, I, literally, I, I'll just go to baby girl right here, my girl Alexa. And I'm just like, Hey, uh, play Drake on Spotify. And right. I'm hoping he doesn't actually listen to me right now, but uh, yeah, it's one plugger just there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's like the classic. It's just I let her play on shuffle, and she's never let me down.
0: All right, because then it can like you never know what song's gonna come up next, and it can it can definitely the worst is when like the the ads start playing or like it's like okay guys, if you're listening, pay for Spotify premium. I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, but fucking pay for premium. All right. Pay for premium because nothing is more awkward when a guy's like eating your pussy and all of a sudden you hear, be super like just stop, Like <laughs> just takes everything. Oh, and also
1: I, I have a theory, girls won't date you if you're on Apple Music. I just want to be very, very explicitly clear about that. It's Spotify, in my opinion. If you show up with Apple Music or Tidal, you know, that, that I, platform.
0: I don't even think Israeli guys, if you're like, nah, I think, no, I don't even think, they're still using Spotify. fucking YouTube. All right. And as a YouTube premium fucking subscription payer, no ads are going to come on on my shit. It's not going to happen. Pay for premium. I always... (laughs) Okay, all right. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Speaking of hookup songs, I have this this manipulation (laughs) tactic (laughs) where I always make guys play Lana Del Rey. And I have these specific things that are just very much part of my brand. And then that way, every fucking time they hear Lana Del Rey, they're going to get horny and they're going to think of me no matter what happens. Boom. (laughs) So ladies, if you're listening, find your trademark and it can't be Lana Del Rey because this is a small city and they're going to find out, pick another artist. And then that way, every time he hears that artist, he will think of you and get horny.
1: I dig that. Maybe I'll create like my own litmus test as well. Like, what I'll do is like, how aware are you of of like the anti Semites in our world? And I think what I'll do is it'll be like I'll play Dua Lipa uh, uh-huh. in the background while we're starting, and then I'll show up with like two pints of Ben and Jerry's, no. and I'll be, does this do anything for you? And if she's just like, oh my god, this is so sweet, I'll be like, I don't, I don't know if, if we're on the same vibes here, you know what uh, I mean? Like, Get out of my Jewish house.
0: house. Exactly. Yes. I like that. I like that. Okay. I did want to ask you, speaking of, um, anti-Semites, I have a few, would you rather questions that I want to ask you and I want to, I just want to hear, here they go. Okay. Would you yeah. rather have to go on a three hour dinner date with an anti-Zionist or Attend a students for justice in Palestine rally where you cannot engage with anyone and you have to like march with them and like do the whole thing and like people might see you there. They might put it on social media. Would you rather?
1: Uh, I think this is going to surprise people, but maybe this is just my personality of loving to mess with others. I would love to be on a three hour day with an anti-zionist Jew. I think it would be so fun. Um, (laughs) Like, right. Like I would just, cause what I would do is I would play it dumb the entire time. Like I would right. just sit there and like ask probing questions that I already know my opinion on, but just allow them to like open up. And when they feel really, really comfortable, like the date is going well, then I would like flip it on its side and just be Amazing. like, "Amazing."
0: I'm sensing with that answer some Scorpio placements and I'm sure that there's probably some in there with the like deceit and the like switching it up, making somebody feel comfortable and then stinging. So I'm very curious. Um, We'll have to look up your birth chart after this. Okay. Another would you rather question. Would you rather have an unflattering dick pic get posted on your Instagram story for five minutes or walk through Shuka Carmel butt ass naked? No shoes, no nothing on a Friday afternoon.
1: I think I'm stumped. Oh my God. I'm, I'm usually so quick with responses. Okay. If I had to pick one, <laughs> I, w- I guess it would have to be Shuka Kalman because in my head, the way I would rationalize it, I'm only seeing these people once. They'll never see me again, but a dick pic on the internet could last forever. It's very okay. possible
0: someone could film you though that's but hey i mean like i guess in that way you could control kind of like your posing and like your posture so maybe it would you know but an Unflattered- Maybe it goes on
1: tiktok and i can like duet it you know like the, it's it's a video that goes viral in the shook yeah. and then it's like me duetting me like
0: that's my dick
1: that's yeah. my dick running across the shook like uh tag kagan's cravings in the comments
0: <laughs> we all know what they're craving now Okay, and then my last my, you know, question for you. Are there questions that you want to know? Maybe the the women of Tel Aviv come to my Instagram and answer these questions or I can I can try to answer them now. What are questions you've always wanted to ask a woman, a girl, a lady that are just probing on your mind? Your turn. We're switching it, uh-huh. we're switching it around.
1: This is so great. So I'm going to provide a little bit of context. I don't know if the Israelis on this call, uh, have access to HBO max. There's a new show that just came out called F boy Island. Um, okay. I am obsessed with this. Nikki Glaser is the host. Uh, she always does her. the comedy central. It's a new show where there are three women looking for love. Half of the guys on the Island are F boys. Half of the guys are self-proclaimed. Nice fuck guys.
0: Boy. It's okay.
1: Well, it's, I'm just saying it's part of the show. That's why they call, oh, themselves-
0: they call them F-boys. Okay. I haven't yeah. seen that because we don't have so any- So
1: I'm like using the vernacular that they go with. And okay. The idea okay. Is the girls have to figure out who is an F-boy, who is a nice guy based okay. on how they interact with them. Aww. Every night there's an elimination. And then the guy essentially reveals whether the producers brought him on the show because he's an F-boy or a nice guy. It's really entertaining. Oh. For me, based on watching the show, I get all these feelings. And this is where I would love to ask a girl. Um... Girls say they want a nice guy. They want someone that's going to treat them well and, and respect them and like behave well. But at the same time, girls get way more turned on by the guy who acts like a douche. So what is the balance? If I'm meeting you for the first time and I don't want to be the fall over my heels, nice guy that scares you, but I don't want to be the complete douche bag. That's going to give off the wrong vibe. Mm. What is that balance?
0: The balance is, I think what we, what we honestly crave is like in anyone, anyone listening, whoever you are, there is so much when you leave certain things to be desired. I'm not even talking about like waiting to put out. I'm talking about like if you are withholding of your time or of your attention in some kind of way, no matter if you're a woman, a man, gay, straight, bi, I don't care, whatever, withhold parts of you most most specifically your time and attention and that and and like not in a way where you're trying to manipulate where you're purposely not um you know answering back within a certain amount of time or whatever but don't play hard to get just fucking be hard to get and if you have to literally go out and like plan your day around being hard to get and not just being like I'm not talking, you're on the couch, you know, in sweatpants, and you're like, no, I can't go out. I'm super busy. Fucking go out there and be hard to get and be withholding of your time and attention in some kind of way. That's the key.
1: Incredibly well put. Wow.
0: Because, like, anytime somebody is, whatever situation it is, like I said, woman, man, whoever, whatever sexual orientation or gender identity, people are more desirable when there's something about them that is a little bit withheld in whatever way you got to do it, withhold it a little bit and just keep them a little bit asking. That's, that's what I would say.
1: You are the Dr. Phil of our generation. This oh is my incredible.
0: God, thank you. I'm probably going to lead everyone astray, but <laughs> uh, that would be it. That would be it. And I'll tell you uh, what, the girls have that, that thing that happens is because we are so conditioned and trained through experiences with fuckboys, to like our brains become to a point where, like, that's what we think we deserve, and it's all we know, and it's what's comfortable. Even like human beings will always do things that benefit them and reward them, even if it's bad drugs, overeating, food, alcohol, fuckboys. And when that's all you know, then you'll go back to that. And that's why sometimes with nice guys, we like, just, it's like, I don't know how to behave. All I know is this withholding fuck boy, take the good parts of the fuck boys, the withholding and apply that.
1: God bless you, Margo. Oh my God. Speaking to every man out there right now, just take this woman's words, absorb them, like have them penetrate your soul and make it your daily affirmation when you wake up in the morning. Cause I just needed that.
0: Wow. Wow. All right. Well, I'm happy to help. And if you're also a guy listening to this and you want my words to penetrate, um, please call out your guy friends when they are um, being obnoxious and degrading or objectifying or sexually harassing women or just being general fucks because we can't do it. And guys don't like to listen to us when we tell them not to. Thank you. (laughs) I'm like, if I while I have their attention, I just want to add this one last little feminist sprinkling. All right. Now the question is, where can everybody find you? If the ladies want to slide into your DM, wait, one last fucking question. When the fuck are you making Aliyah? What the hell are you doing in California? Oh
1: my God. Like stop. I
0: legit thought you lived in Tel Aviv and we're like, had just like, what the fuck dude? No. Uh,
1: Wow. No, I mean, you're not wrong. I was in Tel Aviv for a while, like over a month visiting my dad. He moved to Israel like a few months ago. The plan is to make Aliyah very, very soon. Um, it's something that I'm discussing like already with my family uh, who's still in the U.S. It's something that, you know, I'm going to discuss with with people in my network. Um, but it's like a decision that I've come to that I really want to. Um, and as my mom says, you know, maybe that is where you're going to find your wife. Maybe like you just have to move across the pond and go there, find someone with like, you know, Margot's energy. But like, you know. <laughs> just crazy like wild as well on the weekends i don't know what you are uh, i'm not- i am
0: i i say i put the hoe and show my shabbat and i'm like okay. i'm like a freak during the week and then i Khail from sundown to sundown
1: <laughs> okay so never mind margo is like number one on my list is my type never mind <laughs> um yeah the plan is very soon it should happen um, my friends, who we even have some mutual connections, uh, are actively pushing me to. Yep. Uh, who are really your friends? Thinking-
0: how, 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 let's connect me. I'm going to go find them and we're going to like rally. Because after this episode, yeah, like- you're going to have mad girls in your DMs and you're going to just be like, all right, maybe that's all I needed. That myth, that's all you needed to make Aliyah was to come on this podcast.
1: Maybe. Wow. This should be the, the career defining moment when I write the book of my life someday. Maybe. How I Made Aliyah, a podcast by Margo.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Take that, anti-Zionist. We got another one. There
1: you go. So yes, very, very shortly. Um, Also, I was supposed to be in Israel last week, and your country instituted a seven-day quarantine. My
0: country, first of all, motherfucker, it is our country, and you know that.
1: (laughs) Yes, but to anyone listening, being American gives you so much plausible deniability. Like, it's just, that's my get-out-of-jail-free card. When Israel messes up, I'm like, well, I'm in America. I know.
0: take that privilege out of here we don't like we know (laughs) you know better than that i'm gonna get i'm gonna get adiel over here to fucking whoop your ass into shape with that shit (laughs) that's
1: another mutual right there yep yeah if you're
0: listening (laughs) straighten this boy out (laughs) amazing um speaking of which where can everybody find you now that all these beautiful women of tel aviv are probably going to want to slide into your dms where can we where can we connect with you
1: All right, so uh, like any good millennial, Facebook is dead. Don't reach out to me there, although I know Israelis love Facebook. Best place is my Instagram. uh, Kagan's Cravings, K-A-G-A-N-S, Cravings, and both are with a K. Uh, Or not really TikTok. You can't really message someone if you're not mutuals, I think. The comment section
0: is pretty legit though. I mean, you did end up on this podcast because you commented on my podcast TikTok and were like, I want to be on that shit.
1: I know. Is that like is that like what I, I heard that during COVID kids in college were sliding into the Zoom DMs like private oh, messaging? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Is
1: yeah. that the new, Also commenting on TikTokers that you might be interested in, because because I can start doing that as well. That try it, great.
0: try it, especially because like if the if the comment gets a lot of likes, then they'll be like, oh, he's helping my engagement.
1: All right. Um, so let's do this. If you listen to this podcast and you're interested, go to one of my recent TikToks. And comment, I love donuts, um, and that will show me that you listen to this podcast and are interested,
0: and that you listened all the way through, and that you're a loyal badass listener.
1: Yeah, because are- uh, that we haven't even touched on. I'm like a like a donut fanatic. Wait, uh, you,
0: okay, wow, all right, you really yeah. are. Just held up for those of you listening, a donut sticker. Um, I'm gonna need to know more about that. All right, well, ladies, if you're not on TikTok, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but if not, you can slide into his DMs on Instagram. It's been real, thank you so much for being our first male guest on the show. I really appreciate all of your insights and uh, good luck because I hope I hope this gets you lots of DM slide-ins.
1: I hope so, Margo, if you end up being, you know, the matchmaker that I needed, you will get uh, a private dance at my wedding, um, <laughs> as erotic as can possibly be with my future wife watching. I don't uh, think she'll like that
0: very much, but we'll work it out. You no, know, but know. you
1: deserve it. Yeah. Um, and to all the Jewish women, the Israeli women, um, please know, uh, I'm here, I'm ready, I'm fun. Uh, hope to meet an incredible woman in the near future.
0: Make Aliyah. All right. Well, with that said, I want to thank you for coming on the episode. This has been another episode of Kiss in Tel Aviv. Thank you so much for listening, you little hookers, horse prostitutes, and sluts. We'll see you in the next episode.
1: Yalla, bye.
0: Yay!